welcome to the Downhouse podcast where you can learn more about Downhouse School. We're looking forward in this series to focusing on useful insights and information for families joining us this September. In this episode, we'll be learning more about the parent experience and how the school works in partnership with parents to support their daughter at every step. In this episode, our host, Simon Jones, speaks to Matt Godfrey, our deputy head, and parents Laura and Andy from the UK and Natalie and Gilles from the Netherlands. So we've got five people here with us today, but I'm going to start off by speaking to Andy and Laura. First of all, hello, good evening. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's great to have you with us. Great to be talking to you. I'd love to know a little bit about the girls that you have at school and initially which year they're in, but also why you chose Downhouse in the first place. So we have two girls. We have one girl in the uh, upper four and we have one girl in lower fifth. And they are two years apart in age, but one school year apart. So we chose Downhouse because it was a fantastic school right on our doorstep. We actually live in the village and our girls are both day girls. So they come to school at 10 past seven in the morning and they rarely leave before half past eight at night. So they get the full experience, but they do come home to sleep at night. And we knew that it was a fantastic school in terms of the learning and um, the education. But for us, importantly, it had the whole package of amazing sport and drama, music, experiences, the trips, the co-curricular side of things, just to give that well-rounded kind of full sort of joyous experience that you want your child to have when she goes to big school. And it's really convenient to us because we're both full-time working parents And we had experience of that type of education when we were younger and we wanted that for our girls. And to be so close to home um, was just incredibly lucky and beneficial for us. Yeah, I would concur with all of that. And I think, you know, we obviously went to a local school as well and a lot of the girls went on to this school. And so reputationally, it was sound. And um, when you come and look around the facilities, everything on offer, it certainly meets the needs that we have in terms of the interests and likes of our children in terms of drama and sport, as well as, you know, um, you know, doing extremely well, punching above its weight in terms of academics, that side of things. So, yeah, it's been a, a good fit for our children anyway. So, Laura and Andy, does, does that mean then that you get more of a feel for what's going on in school? Because, you know, I, I imagine that when your girls come home, then they're telling you about what they've been doing that day. So I think... There is an element of that. But as I say, I mean, they spend their whole kind of day from very early till very late at school. So I think um, we do have an opportunity to see them in the evening. But that's not to say that's the only way to catch up because everything at Down House has been phenomenally interactive and collaborative um, with technology. So having, for example, parents um, meetings online has been amazing. We've also had the opportunity to come in for parents evening as well. All of the sort of concerts and um, drama performances are live streamed. So it means that not only can parents get involved, but, you know, my my family are in Ireland, so they can watch it from there. It just means that the whole extended family can watch and support the children and they see what goes on. And um, saves us having a house full of distant relatives staying with us as well. <laughs> 
Um, and that's been a massive enabler, I would say. And there's been a real move recently as well to involve the local community, which is lovely because obviously we live in the village and, you know, we now hear some of the other kind of residents of the village who don't necessarily have children here, but they are really keen to come and hear the Friday concerts and, and things like that. And it also really sort of, it grounds kind of the the, the pupils and sort of the the sort of the whole sort of school within the community, which I think is another real bonus. Um, and it's, that's been particularly good since the pandemic restrictions have eased. It's really been very inclusive, not just to families and parents, but to the wider community. Laura, it's great to hear you talk about community like that. Tell me a little bit more about the parent community and, and, and how you keep in touch with each other there. So the parent community is very active on all the sort of social media um, kind of chats. So each year group tends to have a, a chat group. And then often if your child is in a sports team or they're in the orchestra, there'll also be some other sort of parental interactions with that. Um, I quite like the Twitter feeds and the Insta feeds as well, because you get real time updates almost for some of the activities and um, you know and I think sort of that's a really lovely thing kind of to see school using kind of social media in a really positive way and you can see the photographs and if you haven't managed to get to that sports tournament you know you can see kind of them holding sort of their medals or their trophies and, and that's really really lovely and I think it's a really good sort of um, it really highlights to the wider community not just the parents you know how sort of the opportunities and how well looked after the girls are and um, and and that's a really lovely thing to share. Now it seems to me that it's kind of a bit of a given that academic success is like an inevitability at a school like Downhouse but tell me a little bit about life outside of the academic side of, of school life about how your girls are being developed in preparation for life after Downhouse? They, obviously, they run um, a lot of programmes with lectures um, coming in. Some of that is open to all, some of it in terms of scholarship groups. Uh, I can remember one of them coming home super excited because she held an Olympic gold medal. So there's lots of those kind of opportunities. They bring in you know, keynote speakers you know, every month, which is perhaps not for everyone's taste, but they'll find something every term that is quite inspirational. I think one of them came back with some economics, which I was delighted about um, uh, just this week. So that's very good. I like the fact that um, they seem to be very good. Uh, it's a, a philosophy of the school. I think that they can do their own personal development so that they, you know, when they're doing their prep and their homework, all these sort of stuff, it gets done in the day. So they have that self-directed motivation and learning. And as a consequence, they just seem to get on and it's just a, a self-motivation within that, which I think is very good. Beyond that, you know, we've got a couple of girls who did like to do drama. They're off to theatre productions in London. Um, they get to meet some of the cast backstage, that sort of thing. It is quite extraordinary, some of the opportunities that come their way. And again, once they taste a bit of it, it's just a, a sheer motivation to get them to do more and carry on doing more. So it, it sort of, when you start off, it, it feels a bit... Like there's a lot going on. It's very busy and they're maybe out of balance, but it soon becomes an equilibrium and they seem to know where to go and what to do. And they sort of find their feet and, and, and sort of develop into that really quickly and well. And that's what we found in the last couple of years for our girls. 
Yeah, I think so. And I think the thing that we've come into contact with this year, our younger daughter, in fact, both of them have taken part in the enrichment programs where there's themes for the different lectures that come in out of hours. And they've they have really uh, enjoyed that. And they have a certain amount of choice, as Andy says. So so it really sort of empowers them to start making their own decisions, which is lovely. And of course, we haven't mentioned the socials, which are a massive hit. And this year there's been a particular program of some of the boys schools, um, which I think as they go further up the school, they they like very much and I think that's really good you know, you've got a single sex school and it's really nice that they have the opportunities to sort of socialize in a variety of forms um, with sort of the lectures but also the, um, the sort of the disco side of things so yeah, that, that grounds there's all sorts of things isn't it it's extraordinary really it is it is fantastic yeah Laura and Andy, it's been great hearing from you both, but but don't go away at all because actually right next to you, we've got uh, we've got Matt Godfrey. So Matt, hello, how are you? Hello, yes, I'm very well, thank you. Well, it's great to see you again, especially because you were on a previous podcast episode. I'd love to know a little bit more about how the school works in partnership with parents. It's great to hear Andy and Laura talking about this from their side of things as parents. Um, but how does the school work in partnership in that way? That's it. I think uh, as a school, we very much believe that we can do our bit as a school, obviously, but we need to work in partnership with the family, irrespective of where they live, irrespective of um, their child's particular profile. We need to work in partnership with them because it, together we can get great things done. It's not the case of one person or the other working in, in solitude. So so we, we have rather grandly titled a, uh, a Parenting and Educating in Partnership programme. And actually, we've already heard elements of what that is, really. I suppose it has three strands, really. What well, One is um, just helping parents, communicating with parents uh, as regularly as necessary, just to keep them updated on, on their child's progress through the school, both on an academic and a pastoral level. And uh, one of the ways in which we do that is by giving each girl a personal tutor who meets with them once a week and just talks to them about their progress and sort of helps keep an eye on, on progress of all kinds. And, and it's normally the tutor who is the first point of contact with the parents as well. So that, that's at the heart of all the communication with, with the parents. But of course, parents, uh, as we've already heard, will come in from time to time for parent meetings, um, either virtual or physical, and they get to see their child's academic progress in terms of regular updates and grades. So um, that's an important part of uh, making progress or monitoring their progress as well. I see. Okay. So it's great to see that partnership there. But of course, talking of partnerships, one of the things that Andy and Laura also mentioned was the local boys' school. So tell us a bit more about that partnership and how that actually looks as well. Well, that's right. Um, as we heard from Laura, we are obviously an all-girls school and we celebrate that and um, want to keep everything that we hold dear with regards to that. But uh, it is also the case that the girls really enjoy having contact with other schools. And we actually have a, a network of different schools that we do all sorts of different programmes with, but we do have a particularly close relationship with Radley College, partly because it's very close. It's only half an hour down the road. It is an all-boys school, and the, the two schools have quite a long history together. And actually, it's something I'm very involved in, is planning um, different kinds of activities with that school. So they happen on a social level, but they happen on an academic level and a co-curricular level as well. I mean, one highlight 
of mine recently was when the Radley boys came and played lacrosse against the girls. And uh, that really is a bit of a highlight in the sporting calendar. Uh, boys versus girl. You'll, you'd uh, have to come along to, to see it, to believe it, really. It's really a very exciting event. Uh, next week, we have a particular event which is academically orientated when we have year 10 and year 12 girls and boys um, from Radley coming down to talk about uh, the humanities subjects, in particular, uh, things outside the normal curriculum. So just really stretching them and getting them curious in, in those subjects. Close to my heart, of course, as an English teacher. So it, it's, a, it's a whole range of different activities which which present a, just a different kind of opportunity for the girls. Well, it's good to see that partnership there on a, on a social level, on an academic level and on a sporting level as well. And if that invitation is open to me for coming to watch lacrosse, then I'm sure it's open to everyone who's listening to this right now as well, which is great. So thank you for that, Matt. Well, also coming to us from the Netherlands, we have Gilles and Natalie. So I'm dying to speak to the pair of them to find out more about their children. So just uh, Gilles and Natalie, first of all, thank you for being here. It's great to uh, have you here on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about the girls that you have and about your journey through school. Good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you, Simon, for the question. It has been a, a long journey. It's uh, seven years now, and they are uh, heading for their A-levels. The school made it really simple and, and, and easy for us. You know, it's always a bit insecure and stressful when you are parents, you live abroad, and what's kilometer away from your children, you don't know how to react if something happens. And there was always somebody to uh, respond, to react if you had any questions, if there was any problem. and and. Time after time, we were really relaxed and we felt it was the, the right place. We, 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 we found that we really made the best decision uh, in, in choosing Dan House with a pastoral care, uh, with everyone caring. Uh, it's uh, superb academy-wise, but the environment is, is really cool. And I think the, the, the girls uh, enjoyed it very much. Uh, so it, it has been a long journey. Uh, it passed like uh, a second when you look back. Um, and they are, they are already uh, 18 and adults. Um, and, and, and I think it, it's, it's the best decision uh, we, we have made uh, for, for their future. Yes, really. yes, yes, indeed, because we, we visited um, other schools huh, before choosing uh, a downhouse. And uh, what um, we like it uh, very well, it's uh, we, we all had an uh, interview with uh, Mrs. McKendrick, the head of school. And I found it uh, really brilliant because uh, during most, more than one hour, she listens to us, she listens to the children. So it was really focused to the need of the children. It, it, it was, uh, um, we felt uh, comfortable. And uh, I think it's, it's really important that the, also the head of school and the deputy head of school, also they know very well the, the children. Yeah. That's, uh, and, yes. and really, it was a common decision with the girls. They have yes. seen all the schools, they spent a night in various schools. And, and we, I mean, there was unanimity in that. But one criteria, and it's a bit of a joke, I remember one school, I could feel the, the, the wind blowing through the walls. So ancient was the, the building. And I thought to myself, I'm not going to put my girls 100 kilometers away in a fridge. At least I want something warm. Then I go to Darwin, it was brand new, warm. And I, so I was really excited. <laughs> no, it's just uh, uh, for a joke. But uh, I mean, every, every, it matches all our criteria. 
uh, uh, to, to sum up. Now, one of the things we've been hearing about so far on this recording is about how the school keeps in touch with parents with good communication. What's it been like for you on the receiving end of that communication, given that you have parents who are of girls who are boarding at the school, but also given that you're not living in the UK? The reactivity and uh, the easiness with which we could communicate, especially in year seven, you could call uh, the housemistresses, you could email, you had immediate reaction, and it was really reassuring, especially when the girls were sick, they had mm. to go and, and see the nurse. And, and, and you could see that they were acting like parents for them, so like substitutes of us. And, and it was easy to communicate with the girls too. Uh, so all that made it, uh, well, did not abolish the distance, uh, but made it very easy. Uh, yes, indeed. Also, the medical center is very reactive. Like if our uh, our twins were, were sick, we received uh, immediately a message from the the nurse of the medical center, or they will get an appointment uh, the day after to see a family doctor. Uh, so uh, I will say that everything uh, is going smoothly for us. Well, like we were abroad, but we were not worried at all. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And if we had question, well, like we could call. We could send a message. And the reactivity of the staff is very quick. Yeah. Like you don't wait for an answer. Right? Mm. It comes in within two hours. Yeah. And it's natural. I remember one of the girls was uh, had to spend a, a few days in the hospital and the housemistress went there uh, yeah, supporting her. I mean, it was really, uh, really great. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She was there until I arrived. So she spent the night with the girls. She... And she left when I arrived to the hospital, but uh, it was very nice uh, from our side. But we, I think uh, we, we can say that Downhill really cares of, the, of our children. And I'm dying to ask, I'm, I'm sure the parents listening to this right now are dying to ask as well, or, or dying for me to ask, what are they planning on doing after they leave school? <laughs> it's a stressful year. <laughs> that, that's a crystal ball question. Um, <laughs> Well, they, they they have offers at the um, uh, in in universities in uh, in, in UK, uh, so it will depend on their grade and and if they can uh, confirm their predicted grade. But uh, one will probably uh, study uh, dentistry and the other one uh, economy. So uh, they have their own conditional offers. We're happy with that. They're happy with that. They just have to uh, keep on doing uh, the good work and get it. <laughs> Well, best of luck to them, of course. Let's jump back to our UK contingent. Uh, th this feels like Eurovision now, all of a sudden. Matt, tell me how it feels for you when you're when you're hearing parents talking in this way. Well, it's wonderful to hear from a, a couple whose children are now at the end of their journey. And um, I think, you know, it's obviously very rewarding. I think hopefully for the parents as well as the teachers, because, you know, Downhouse is a school where, which is based on relationships. And... Um, you know, people getting to know each other and treating each other with respect and um, with affection, really. And I think that's one of the joys of working in a boarding school is that because the school is is very much 24-7, uh, we all just get to know each other very well, staff, pupils, parents and so forth. So for me, that's one of the rewards of, of, of working in a school like this. And I think it it makes the community stronger for it. And of course, with, with the parents we've been speaking to just now, you know, two of them having children who are boarding, two of them having children who are day pupils, it sounds to me like, like the children mix in quite a lot together. So it's not like you have day girls just, just only mixing with day girls. But tell us about your experience of what you see, given the fact that you see all girls in school. Well, that's it. I mean, I, of course, there are all sorts of different types of pupil profiles here. And um, being a day 
pupil as opposed to a boarder is just one such distinction. But truth be known, if you visit the school and walk around the school and look in lessons and look in activities, go into the boarding houses, it, it's really very hard indeed to distinguish between those two types of pupils. As uh, Laura and Andy said earlier, most of the day pupils stay late into the evening anyway and uh, are very much involved in, in every aspect of, of life in the school uh, other than actually getting into bed at the end of the day. So, yeah, I think it would be fair to say that there shouldn't really be a distinction uh, between uh, those two types of pupils. And, you know, in terms of communication, we are very mindful that all parents, irrespective of where they live and what stage of their child's education they are at, you know, they, they need regular communication. That They probably don't want too much communication, but they want the right amount. And in the early days in particular, we do like to to build up that trust. And and so there are a number of things we do. We, we've already heard a little bit about the kind of communication that we put in place. There's a weekly letter that goes back to all parents. Um, we will, as often as we can, invite parents into the school for formal and informal events. Many parents, even if they live some distance from the school, will come in on weekends to watch sports fixtures. Um, we, uh, are, are, we just try to have our doors open, uh, both literally and metaphorically, all the time. And um, uh, I think it's a balance, isn't it? It's about giving parents and the children enough confidence that we're all on the same page. Uh, one other thing I perhaps would, would say is, is we're very keen to share our expertise with, with parents and also that of others. So we do hold uh, regular talks for parents. Many of them are, are live streamed to parents in the evenings. They tend to happen uh, maybe five or six times each term and they, they cover a range of topics. Uh, sometimes it's something pastoral, like how to get the best out of the boarding experience. Sometimes it's more specific about, you know, transitioning perhaps from one year to the other. And sometimes we have external speakers with a particular area of expertise such as well-being or, or so forth that, that we, we want to share. And, and of course, we will regularly draw upon the talents that exist within our parent body. Um, and many parents themselves come in and share their own ideas and experience with, with both the pupils and sometimes with other parents as well. So, yeah, it, it's, it's very much a multifaceted type of communication that we have in place here, just keeping everybody in the loop. That's wonderful to hear, Matt. That really is. Now, of course, some of the people who are listening to this right now may well have daughters who are going to be joining later in the year, in September. So I wonder, Laura, first of all, whether you have any advice at all that you'd give to them. Yeah, so I would say take all the opportunities to meet the other parents and meet the staff before they start. It's a really positive experience to kind of know who your children are going to be, um, sort of who's going to be looking after them, who's going to be teaching them. And I think that gives you great reassurance as a parent. It also gives the girls an opportunity as well to meet some of their peers. And and it's really nice, isn't it, on day one to have somebody that you can say, oh, we met on this day and, and, and then they sort of pal around. And that gives them a little bit of security and confidence kind of going into the first few weeks. And the school were really good. So when you start, there's a Sunday lunch and sort of a day when you come and say, 
celebrate the first couple of weeks after they've been there. And that that's a really positive experience because you get to meet the new friends that they've made. And and that's again where you start to see kind of the uh, chat group starting up. And there's, there's always some great mum who will sort of collect the names and the numbers and put them all together. And that's just a wonderful thing. So embrace that, I think. And um, if you can, make sure you go in and help your child set up their dorm or their personal space within the school because that's another lovely way to know where they are kind of you know when they've come back from lessons and so you can picture sort of the environment that they're in I think that's really reassuring to a parent as well yeah I I agree with all of that and I think that it's that thing where you will worry you will be anxious but ultimately you don't need to be you know these things are all kind of well worked out they go through these life experiences and they come out the other side of it a lot better for it and I think you do as well so you know, there will be anxiety, but, um, you know, it's, you can cope with it and control it and uh, it, it all comes good in the end, I think. Yeah. And you just pick up the phone. They're really good because they've all got surfaces. They can email you, you know, and the teachers are always available. The tutors in particular are a wonderful point of contact and they're there for any question you might have, like what's their maths homework tonight or, you know, sort of how are they getting on kind of with the other girls in their year. So that's a really lovely point of contact as well. Thank you for that, Laura. And thank you, Andy. Uh, jumping across to the Netherlands, uh, Natalie and Gilles, that, that, that was a comprehensive list, but I wonder whether you have anything at all to add to that. We could tell lot but i would think trust your children trust your daughters they are stronger than you think and they will adapt quickly and of course it's not easy but they will get uh, quickly very pride of being a boarding uh, girl and 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 they will make it so probably you will be more stressed than they are as a parent second the solidarity between parents is important at least when you live overseas i mean i remember how many times we had a flight that was cancelled and this and that and there was always a, 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 another uh, parent who was uh, uh, willing to uh, host the girls and 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 that's very helpful so i i i follow up on what laura was saying meet the other parents uh, build uh, the relationship and and it's it's the solidarity outside the the school is the, the second leg of support. You have the school and you have the, the parents web, uh, which is important. Yes, yes, and uh, be confident. <laughs> and you will have more time to go dinner uh, with with other kids <laughs> when they're <laughs> Excellent advice. Thank you to both of you. And thank you for joining us from the Netherlands. I really appreciate you being here. It's been great talking to everybody here. But first of all, thank you both to you two. Thank you. That was a pleasure. Thank you. And Andy and Laura, thank you both to you two. It's been great having you here as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. And lastly, Matt, not to forget you, of course. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the podcast. It's been great hearing from you too. No trouble. It's been a pleasure. So that's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school's website, downhouse.net. And our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.